Good afternoon. It is Thursday, November 17th. And I'm going to start, start it off with, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Uh, anybody who listens knows exactly what that is for. Uh, it is a stock I was completely wrong about. Uh, and it's bed, bath, and body works. I don't have a wife, so I don't have like 9 million candles. Uh, sitting in my house around a tub. I do have a tub, but I, I just don't have candles. Um, and that's what I assume you buy at Bed Bath & Body Works. So I buy my towels at Macy's, which we'll go over in a little bit. But Bed Bath & Body Works is up about 25% today. Crazy good earnings. Crazy good guidance. Um, they are trading at $38. There's no reason this should be at $38. Let me see what the um, BBWI is the symbol. Let's go over to uh, Finviz. PE7. It's not crazy. It's down 55%. But who shops at Bed Bath & Body Works? You know, lotions. I don't need my lotions. I don't know. Maybe I'm just cheap. But Bed Bath & Body Works to me, mm, I don't know. But... Holy hell, I was wrong. Crazy wrong. Uh, I did tell you Cisco would be a, eh, you can buy it, maybe make a little bit of money. I think it was up 4% in the after hours. It's up again. Um, it's not horrible. It's not a, I mean, this is a you know bellwether stock. You had a buy-in here on August 14th at $40, and you're at $46 right now. So you've made your 10%. You covered most of these gaps. There's another gap up here at 48. If you want a 5% gain, I think you could buy Cisco. I think at some point it hits 48. You can buy and hold it. <clears throat> There's a downside um, uh, volume shelf at about 45, so you don't have much downside. I think it's going to capitulate here at 45. But, you know, like I said, boring. It's not crazy, doesn't move. Um, the algorithm, 28 positions over 1,000 candles, loses you 13%. Uh, buying and holding makes you 12% because it was a beaten down stock. It's just, you know, again, it's, it's not exciting. They're not coming up with anything new. Um, your average win is 6.29%. You win 32% of the time. I'd rather buy and hold it. If you want boring, buy and hold. Uh, but they were way up. Uh, Muddy Waters, if you guys don't know, they're a famous short seller. And they started a position yesterday short of D-Local Limited. I listened to part of the interview. Uh, D-L-O is the symbol. Um, and it was with the head of Muddy Waters yesterday. Their PE is 33. Um, Muddy Waters short position. There's a market watch directly on it. Uh, they operate payments platform in the United States, Europe, China, and internationally. Essentially, what, what Muddy Waters was saying is they're just lying about their earnings. That's essentially what it is. The company, I don't think that they came back. They might have some comments. Crazy, crazy downside. Um, I haven't seen it pick back up, but you guys know I always say any reaction in the market is an overreaction. Uh, I'll keep this on the watch list. I don't know too much about it, but again, it is just beaten down year to date. It's down 70%. Their 52-week high is 39. Right now, they're trading at $11. So it could come back. Uh, Muddy Waters is famous for, hey, we're going to put this research out. Uh, we're going to wait for the company to respond. 
Um, and when the company responds, sometimes these stocks do come back. So I, I, I thought I'd bring it up um, just, just kind of for that. Um, Joe hit me up on Instagram, and he wanted me to look at Lovesack. L-O-V-E. Um, Lovesack. It's not the B-52 song. Um, but he's it, great research, and I love when I get this stuff. Uh, Love sack dollar cost averaged it down to twenty two seventy one. So he is way in the positive. Uh, doesn't have a huge position. Liking the projected numbers and how the company is ran and a great product, although way too expensive for my taste. It is. If you haven't gone to Love Sack and looked at the prices, um, if you had the money to buy a Love Sack, there's no reason you shouldn't buy Trendspider. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, it's. it's it's up there in the restoration hardware style uh, price. Uh, but reading the chart, he says, if I'm reading the charts right, it looks like the MACD had a cross up on 11.9. The RSI is high. We're approaching the 200-day analysts have this thing projected into the 70s. How long should I ride, ride the gravy boat? Uh, as it increases, should I take profits from the lowest tax lots in incremental steps of, say, 20%? Let me know. So tax stuff, I'm not a tax professional. Take some profits. I mean, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm as bad as, as you can be um, at, at trying to take profits. I, I'm a greedy pig. That's why I'm still in BABA. Uh, so figure it out. I think you should identify that before you get into the trade, before you dollar cost average your way down. But I think this was a fantastic trade, Joe. I think it's brilliant. You just reached legendary status. I mean, am I the kingmaker that uh, kind of anoints legendary status now? Because <laughs> you get one. Um, it, it does have a gap down here. Uh, you were right that we saw on October 19th, I think, um, a, another MACD cross up. Uh, I don't think it ever crossed down because the actual on the algorithm, I'm seeing September 28th, uh, a $22.14 buy which is great because you dollar cost to average your way down to about that at 2271. Uh, I'm seeing a gap here between um, 21 and 20, which was filled on the way down here uh, around where you're saying October 19th. Uh, on the way up, there is a gap that's not filled between 24 and 23. I'm seeing the, the button hook and I'm seeing the MACD cross down. Now, in the algorithm, the, the MACD will need to cross down, but some moving averages will also need to move. And you're not there yet. But I would hate for you to hold on until 23 when uh, this one comes down and then all of a sudden the moving averages move down and the algorithm says, hey, get the hell out. So identify what your target is on this. I do think right now, because we didn't see a close above the 200-day, I think that 200-day at 28 right now is going to provide you some resistance. I don't think it's providing you support. I think you've got this gap here, and the support is more between 23 and 20, 2482, say 25. You're at 2595 right now. But you do have a catalyst of earnings coming up on December 6th. Um, if the analyst, let's look at love. I want to break out into song, love sack. But it's Love Shack. I know that. Uh, the PE is nine. Uh, September reiterated outperform, and they've got it. At, they raised their price target from thirty to forty. June BTIG research said, "Hey, 
we got a thirty day thirty dollar price target on it. I don't think they're way out of out of uh, out of realism there. Um, earnings per share this this year expected to uh, go up by one hundred and ninety seven percent. Next year, it's only expected to go up by sixty two percent. This year, you're down at sixty, down sixty percent. So, I, I with sixty two percent increase in in earnings next year. I think you could see easily see this go to 35. So, you know, again, does supply chain hit? Does the slowing in economy hit? They're a, a kind of luxury product. But I love the question. Love let, that you guys are looking out there at, um, at other stocks. Love, love. Love is love. L-O-V is the, uh, L-O-V-E is the symbol. Um, and love sack. And if you hadn't sat on one, go into like a, a mall. I think they're at a lot, a lot of the upscale malls. They have stores. Uh, it's amazing. Um, and, and probably worth the money if you have it. But again, um, if you're questioning <laughs> whether to buy, uh, buy trend spider, you don't have the money to buy a love sack. So Cisco earnings, we went over bed, bath and body works. We went over. Uh, by the way, shout out to me. Yesterday was my 200th episode of the podcast. So 200 episodes in. Um, and and it, crazy how, how much it's grown in 200 episodes. And I cringe when I go back and listen to that first episode. I think I've gotten a little bit better. But uh, one that is up today is Baba. It's up 8.12%. We had a cross up here at $68 and that's the most recent cross up. You're at $84. You've got all the confirmation in the world. Uh, the problem is you're coming close to this 200 day at about 87. My guess is if China continues to open up, they didn't announce crazy good earnings, but the market's giving them credit just because they've been beaten down so much. The RSI is way up there at 76. I probably wouldn't get into this one right now. Uh, my guess is that you do have a, a pretty good volume shelf here at about 80. Um, if we do pull back and break that 80, you're probably going down to 73. I think you're going to capitulate there because there are some gaps below here. Um, do you go back to 65? Really depends on the market. At some point next year, you're going back down to 65. So. Uh, I do think that this this 200 day, you can see it here um, back in August, it crossed up, but it couldn't hold it um, back in June. It crossed up and it spent some time up there, couldn't hold it. So I think that's what you're going to see now. There is some volume shelf here at about 88, just above the 200 day. If we break the 200 day, I would expect it to do what it did in June. Um, we're still in a and make no mistake, we're still in a downward downward trending market. Um, Boyle, I think it's up. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it's at 43. Remember, we did have a MACD cross up this morning at 42.23. So anything below 40, you buy it. Anything above 40, set your price target and sell it. I think that's where we're, we're capitulating right here. You can clearly see from the end of October until now, um, you're probably going to go out to the end of November trading in this range. There's a gap here between at 44.78 is where the gap is above. Um, I think you've got some support here uh, with the Bollinger Bands up until about 47. So 
put your price targets on. Uh, today is a good day to, you know, try and see if you want some natural gas. LNG, we talked about LNG since we're talking about natural gas. This one, I kind of said, hey, I thought it was going to come back down to 150. We had a cross up at 166. Uh, it's going to use this 200 day right at about 158. If you buy it here and the market goes down, that 158 is pretty much support. But you can see in the last downturn on September, we didn't even come close to the 200 day. So I think you're kind of putting that in right now. I think you could sit in here. You don't have a catalyst. There's no real reason to rush into this one. So if you want to put in some long-term money, this one is expensive. But remember what they're doing. Uh, LNG is basically taking uh, cheap U.S. natural gas, liquefying it at the ports in Louisiana, and then sending it over to Europe. And remember, December 5th is the oil uh, sanctions in Europe for Russian oil. Um, they are, you know, the problem with Europe and, and if you go to YouTube and if you want the, the, some of the, uh, the natural gas stuff, just let me know. I'll send you some of the, the Bloomberg videos that I've watched on, on YouTube and stuff, but there's a ton of ships sitting out there in the, uh, the, the sea waiting to be unloaded. And it's cause Europe doesn't have the ability to unload all of the natural gas that, um, Chenier and others are sending. So. I do think that there's an opportunity there. Is it my favorite play? Probably not. Um, one that was one of my favorite plays is Cleveland Cliffs. And we had a pretty good run on this one. 1365, you're at 1495. You went to the 200 day, which was 1597, just about 16. Uh, on the high, you hit 1560. Uh, and that was on November 15th. And you've come down to 1495. There is a gap here at 1406 to 1432. I think this is within that range of 1430 to about 16. Now, mind you, that's 10%. That's a 10% range. Uh, are you going back down to the 12? I don't think so. Again, with the, the, the Fed probably doing a 50-point rate increase, I, I tend to agree with Corey from the, the Facebook group that I think the Fed is going to shock the market uh, with their, uh, their rate increase in December, and I think they're going to push it. And so I, with that, I think the commodities probably would start to come down as well, and that's what Cleveland Cliffs is. Uh, let's look at Pan W. This is Palo Alto Networks, personal holding. Um, I think I'm making money on it. I don't know. I mean, it was a part of a big split. Their earnings are after the bell today. This one is super underperforming the market for the last month. Remember the last month, um, the NASDAQ is up like 10%. This one dipped down to the 140s and, and traded below that Bollinger Band. It had, for a cybersecurity firm that basically uh, protects you against Russia, against Korea, against China, uh, companies need this, but you can clearly see that 200 day is is its uh, resistance level up at 169. I personally am holding through earnings. Um, there's a gap up here between 185 and 187. It's not crazy to think uh, with some type of forward guidance that, hey, everybody needs so, um, security and we see people that need security. Um, that we could go back up there. You have to break this 200 day at 168 though. 
So I don't know that I'd necessarily lead you in here um, for a short-term trade, but the, the, the RSI is in no man's land. It's a 45. I mean, this is as good as a coin toss. Um, now, you know, the, 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 the competitor, the main competitor is CrowdStrike. Um, CrowdStrike is, but they have a huge PE. Um, I would rather own Palo Alto than uh, CrowdStrike. The other one that my dad owns and I don't own, but it's a big one, is Fortinet. Um, and let's see, uh, we'll type uh, FTNT is the symbol. Uh, and their PE is 60. Um, they don't have a dividend. They're down 23% year to date. Let's look at Pan W. Uh, Palo Alto Net Networks, they, they're not making money. They, if they announce that they're making money, um, they're probably going to shoot up. Their year-to-date, they're only down 14%. So Fortinet is down significantly more. The forward PE on, um, on uh, Palo Alto is 41. Uh, on Finviz, you can see it's got a double bottom here around 145. Bounced both times off of that. That's going to be your support level on the downside. So if you buy here at 156, just know 145 is probably where you're going down to. Uh, if you go down, uh, it's going to provide that support. Now, if they announce something like they lost a ton of money, if they lost a ton of something, you're going to see it go down even further. But between those two, I mean, here's, you know, look at CrowdStrike, by the way. CrowdStrike's PE is. Oh, I guess I got to click on it. Uh, they're not earning money, but their forward PE is 76. So Fortinet is earning money, by the way. So um, FNTN, FT, what is, ugh, why can't I remember this? FTNT, it's like TNT, the network. Their PE is 60, but they're earning money. So really a matter of which one do you want to buy. My, my opinion is Palo Alto Networks is beaten up. I think today, you're going to see their earnings come in. I think they'll be fine. Oh, let's look at Palo Alto's uh, Pan W. Let's look at some of the analysts. Um, November 10th, Loop Capital upgraded, $200 price target, trading at 150. November 2nd, Macquarie neutral, 185 price target. Uh, October, Cantor Fitzgerald, 220. So your price targets are significantly higher on this one. You're at 156. I think, I think it'd probably be worth uh, your bet on that one. One that did well, and I don't know if I went over it, but Macy's. Did I go over this? I can't even remember. But Macy's, you know, I, I think I went over it on the, uh, the, the YouTube live that I'm doing right now. But God, guys, I told you, hey, just go to Macy's.com, buy a bathrobe, buy a bath mat, buy some towels, do whatever. Look at how great Macy's is, blah, blah, blah. Well, they had their earnings and they did really, really well. Not like, oh my God, we're going to kill it. But if you bought at 21, you're at 22.67. So you're about 5% up. Um, and you're outside those Bollinger Bands. The RSI is kind of high, but you're still rising. Your next catalyst after earnings is your ex-dividend date on December 14th. So let's see what they're, I, I don't think they do a killer, but is it 2%? 3.2%. You're down 24% year to date. So I do think that Macy's is probably the creme de la creme of retail. You have Gap reporting after the bell today. I would rather see you in Pan W than Gap because my opinion is Gap is going to talk too much about Kanye. 
And according to Spotify, all you little degenerates watch, uh, listen to Kanye. I think Drake is your number one and then Kanye is your number two. So uh, full disclosure, I have never listened to a Kanye song. I know I've heard them because they are popular. Uh, so I know I probably have heard them. Uh, I think the one, good morning, bum, 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 good morning. I think that one I've heard of, um, but I, I couldn't tell you what the song is. So I, I think the guy is a musical genius. I think he's just got, you know, some issues. Uh, SOXL, this is one that uh, it's the bull, three times bullshare of the semiconductors. Uh, talked about it, I think on YouTube, but live where um, I said, hey, I'm going to set up this uh, this uh, alert. Whereas if it breaks through the 200 day, I'm going to want to, uh, I'm sorry, I'm turning off my heat because I'm burning up in here. Uh, but I, if I, I set an alert above the 200 day and if it broke through the 200 day and closed above the 200 day, I was going to say, Hey, SOXL is going to take off. Well, the alert hit that it broke through. Then I looked at the candle and it wound up just breaking down. So it used the 200-day as its uh, resistance line. Uh, it's on its way down now, but it still does have some confirmation. The candle in the afternoon, since we're in the afternoon right now, uh, it is trading at uh, the high of this candle is $12.50. The low is $12.32. I think you're at $12.34 right now. Um, but... You are, that's a, only a 0.96. This one doesn't have a lot of volume in the afternoon. You can kind of see that it trades in the morning, much higher than it does in the afternoon. Uh, but it, it, it doesn't have a ton of confirmation. But if you're swing trading this one, SOXL still has the momentum as the positive one. SOXXS, uh, I believe there was a cross up on SOXS um, because it was trading. It hasn't crossed up yet, but it's about to. So, take your pick, choose your fighter as in Mortal Kombat, and um, take a look. I don't know if it's going to be SOXS or SOXL. If I had to put my money on it, I'd probably play as SOXS here at 3545, um, and I'd probably look for it to fill this gap between 46 and 53. I don't think that it's going to fill the whole gap because I do think that that 200-day, which is right at about 52, I think that's going to provide it some some resistance. But you've got clear volume shelf here. Um, support. Let me pull this volume back here to about July 1st. And yeah, 37 you've got. I mean, it's going to, you're going to be dragged up from a magnet from 35 to 37. But you do what you want with that one. Uh, let's look. There was a question to me. Do I like Taiwan Semiconductor? Or NVIDIA. And so let's take a look at these two charts. Taiwan Semi. This is a new uh, Buffett favorite. Don't fight the Fed. Don't fight Buffett. Buffett was probably buying down here at 62. You're at 81 right now. Uh, the RSI is at 80. Unheard of. But everybody piles into when Buffett starts buying. And he releases that. that I forget what the form is called. But it comes out November 15th. Um, and you can clearly see, look at the volume on that one. Just the volume of buys. Uh, crazy, crazy volume day on that one. Um, and yet it was only, the period was only 1%. You do have a gap here. 
uh, between 73 and 78. So I would not buy this one now. Long term, I think you're using that 200 day, which is at 77, as a support level now. Um, but you're in this buy. There was a buy on October 26th at $60. So you've made what, 30%? Uh, up in the 80s right now. Your next catalyst is your dividend X date of December 15th. I don't think they do a ton of dividend, um, but they are making money and they do have a dividend 2.3%. They're down year to date 33%. So I do think that when Buffett buys into it, you can kind of look at it and say, they're going to get through the backlog. If they do have any backlog of chips, they're going to start printing money uh, the other thing is, remember, he is a number, I think he's the number one Apple share uh, holder. And Apple announced that they will be buying chips from the Arizona uh, Taiwan Semiconductor plant that they start building. So let's take a look at NVIDIA because NVIDIA just came out with earnings. It wasn't crazy good earnings. It was just okay earnings. But you've had this stock move from 123 um, which was the buy-in on October 18th, all the way up to one sec, almost 170. Uh, I think it, yeah, 168 is where you hit. Uh, you do have a gap down here at 144 to 139. I would probably not get into this one either because it is um, just looking like it's probably going to go fill that gap. If you wanted to play a short, on NVIDIA. There is an NVIDIA Bear Daily ETF, NVDS. You had a cross up here at 39.55. Again, NVDS. This hasn't been traded long enough to have a 200 day. It has the nine, it has the 50. The 50 is on the way down, but you did have this cross up. Because NVIDIA has gone for a run, that buy in at 39.55 might be a good one. Again, the, the symbol is NVDS. Uh, I'm putting it in my notes and I will add it to my watch list. Uh, another one that I think you should be looking at and just have on your radar is Tesla. Tesla is beaten down 1% today. Uh, you had this buy-in here at 195. I kind of said I didn't necessarily believe it, but I don't think you're hurt if you bought it at that 195. I think you could probably sell at a loss here. Uh, my feeling is there's two things. A, I think Elon will at some point need to sell more um, to fund his Twitter. I think he's kind of all in on the Twitter thing. And he has said, hey, uh, we're going to, you know, go all in on Twitter. He is looking for somebody to run Twitter so he can get back to Tesla. So I do think that there's an end in sight. The second thing I think you see in Tesla, and I won't even show you again. Because I've showed you way too many times. There's a gap between 138 and 144. And it, it's from way back when. I don't know that it necessarily gets filled. But I do think that that's an opportunity. I told my friend today, if you see a 140 handle, back up the bring trucks. So if it goes to 149, back up the bring truck. Just start loading into this one. Because I do think that at some point you're getting back up to this gap at 250. So at 140, I think you could say, hey, we're covering that gap and we're just going to move higher. At 150, I think you're good at going in. Would I load up my entire you know, portfolio at 150? Probably not. 
160, eh, probably still a good buy. If I told you we were going to 220 and you had an opportunity to buy at 160, you'd buy at 160, uh, not knowing that maybe we hit 140 before that. So, you know, again, identify your time horizons. I have friends who are still 100% invested in Tesla. 100% invested in Tesla. I don't recommend it. Uh, I don't think that they are sane. I think they're actually crazy. Um, but it's your risk tolerance. And, and how can I argue? Uh, the, the friends that I know who are completely retired and have significantly more money than me, 100% invested in Tesla. So it is what it is. I think that, but I, I, you should have this one on your radar. Scans. There were two scans that came up. J&J is one. J and J had a cross up, and this is a super another super boring stock. A cross up at one seventy four. Uh, this is not one you trade. This is one you just hold. It's got a dividend. It won't make you rich. Uh, you know, hold a J and J. Maybe buy the uh, XLV, the healthcare instead. It's about the same thing. You're never gonna get rich on J and J, and you're never gonna trade yourself to wealth on J and J. Because it's just not volatile enough. But it's crossed that 200-day at 169. You're trading at about 174. I think 169 is probably your bottom. You know, that's the support level that you're probably going to. Uh, but I, I, you know, I own it. I own a small position of it. It's been okay. You know, again, it's not going to make a rate. It's not the best performing stock. But you're not going to get poor off it either. That's the key. Cisco. Um, they had a cross up. It was a secondary cross up. Their earnings were good. So they've got all the confirmation in the world. They're trading on the upside of that Bollinger band right now. Um, that Bollinger band is going to open up. So I do think that you're going up here to this 48, 48.50 level to, to kind of close that gap. You've already closed this gap between 46, 40, $46 and 46.20. So you've already closed that gap. I think you're going to back up to this 48. It's a boring one. Hey, by the way, shout out to the Australian folks. Uh, I got an email on Instagram from a guy from Australia who said, hey, mate. I'm not even going to try and do the accent. No, I sound douchey as hell. Uh, but said, hey, um, you know, I listen to you guys and blah, blah, blah. And I wrote back to him. And, and anybody that is listening outside the United States who trades in the United States market, you have my respect. 100% my respect because any of the degenerates that are trading on YouTube live here in the United States, you have an additional handicap because not only do you have a currency exchange, but you also have hours and you also probably have some brokerage uh, handcuffs. So Australia shout out. And, and I told him too, Australia is one of my favorite countries. If you ever have the chance to go to Brisbane, it was my, I was there in 2017, one of my favorite cities in the world. I've been all over the world to many, many cities. Brisbane, I was walking around at midnight, didn't feel unsafe. Um, probably in places I probably shouldn't have been. Safest, God, I love how, A, I love how safe the country was. Um, B, I love the people. Uh, outside the cities, the people were even better than inside the cities. But inside the cities, the people were some of the best people in the world. Um, and the other thing I loved about uh, Australia was 
They're focused on health in food. And when you walked into a gas station, and this was the most amazing thing, again, you know, when you go to different countries, you've got to understand that it's just a different lifestyle and you've got to respect that and you've got to just look at it. But when I walked into gas stations, they had salads and fruits up front. They had like watermelon chunks. When have you walked into a Wawa market and seen like, you know, cantaloupe and watermelon and bananas uh, on sale up front? You don't. Uh, you know, they, they hit you with the soda. They hit you with the chips. They hit you with the muffins. They hit you with the baked goods. They hit you with the hamburgers. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's just a different, different thing, but I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Target. Uh, I think I went over target. Did I go over target on the, I I don't know. I'll go over it again. Um, but target, uh, I think you're going to fill this gap. I I, honestly, I think you're going to fill this gap up at 178. I think you're going to that. you know, this gap that, that came up with the earnings dipping down to 150, you're trading at 160. I'm holding, you know, I don't think there's any reason to get out of this one. The, the algorithm has you in at 173. It hasn't gotten you out. Uh, probably will get you out on this afternoon candle with a loss from 173 down to 159. But I think quickly it's going to get you back in. So I wouldn't sell it. Um, I was telling Michelle, who bought some on YouTube Live, that just buy and hold. It scares me because the, the what was it, four, $44 million in um, uh, shrinkage. And shrinkage means people stole crap. Um, you could have lost it, but it's pretty much people stole crap. If you're one of those people who steal stuff, F you. Um, but, uh, yeah. They, they, they had some problems uh, in listening to some of the comments from some of the analysts yesterday. Um, they were not as bullish on the management team as I am. Uh, and it's because they still have inventory problems. Um, but I am seeing a ton, a ton of, uh, of um, target commercials. So I think they'll do good over the holidays. So I, I like Target. Again, I, I think, you, you know, Walmart or Target, Walmart's just, it's got that multiple. But everybody's going there for groceries. I went there for groceries today. So, you know, if you're shopping at Walmart for groceries, buy the stock. I own both Target and Walmart. I just happen to own more Target. And I've been more wrong about Target this year than I have been about Walmart. Walmart, that dip to 130 should have been a, a 100% a clue. Buy it because people are going there to buy groceries. Uh, a podcast favorite that I'm kicking myself that I didn't buy and didn't trade again is Sedge, S-E-D-G. This is Solar Edge Technologies. You had a buy on October 5th, uh, 14th at $203. That was before earnings, even on earnings day. A buy at 247 because this got you, the 203 got you out with a 2% gain. Um, you probably could have gotten out with 10% gain, but it got you out. But most likely if you bought at that 203, I know I brought this one up uh, because I've traded Sedge on many a time. But that 203 buy, you're at $300 now. So you go from 200 to 300, you're at a three, uh, 30% gain at this point and you've still got confirmation. It's still above that nine day. 
it's still on the upper end of that Bollinger Band. The Bollinger Bands are just opening up wide. That 50-day is positive. That 200-day is moving rather flat. I wouldn't even worry about this gap down here between 261 and 255. Don't even worry about it. It's below the 200-day. I think you're going to use this 200-day at 273 as the support level. But it is expensive. Let's go over to Finvis because it is expensive. The PE is 142. But if you would have just loaded your entire portfolio into Sedge at the beginning of the year, when it was still this expensive, you're up 3% year to date. Whereas the net, I'm sorry, let's look at SPY. SPY, what is it, 17% down? 16.74% you're down on the S&P. So Sedge is, this is why it's a podcast favorite. Because not only can you, you trade it, but if you just buy and hold it, usually you're making money. Uh, I think anything in the 200s, you can buy it. Anything over 300, you just sell it. So that's my take on stuff. Um, I will be back tomorrow morning. I will be on. Uh, I have a, a meeting with TrendSpider tomorrow. It is the final day of TrendSpider sale. So remember, if you want TrendSpider, use the link in the description. Um, it is 65, um, paid yearly, 29.25 a month. Uh, and that's $351. You do need the elite level. Uh, you can't get the premium level. And that's because my algorithm, uh, uses back testing. You could get the premium level, not a problem. Um, you could use this to go monthly instead of yearly. Monthly is 51.35 per month. It's a great price because normally it's $79, 35% off. So get the monthly. Um, again, I, I, I think the TrendSpider is the best tool that I have to trade. It gives me the, the confidence that I know uh, what's going on. Between that and uh, Active Trader Pro, uh, one thing that came up on YouTube Live is there's, there's quite a few people, I guess, who use Weeble. Uh, and it's for their mobile app. And so I'm going to try and join the Weeble affiliate program. <laughs> and the reason is, and I think D-Man was the one who was like, holy shit, look at all the, how much Weeble pays you. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a 10, 20%, um, you know, up on the initial order. And then you get, I get paid on every trade that you do. So I'll try and do that. Uh, but I won't guide you into that without first trying it. So uh, I'll be joining it. But if you're looking for a brokerage firm right now, the one that I do uh, recommend and I don't get any money for is Fidelity uh, because Active Trader Pro. And you guys see I switch on YouTube Live over to Active Trader Pro a lot. Uh, I take a look at it a lot. Uh, I have the setup. I'd be happy to help you set that one up if you want. If you're on, um, on Fidelity, uh, I help set people up on TrendSpider. So between those two tools, if you can't trade your way um, into a gain, and I'm not saying you're going to beat the S&P. I'm not saying you're going to beat the NASDAQ. I'm not saying that you're going to beat the Dow Jones. I'm just saying you should be able to trade to a gain um, because you should be able to win with you when you use these tools, when you use the moving averages, when you use the MACD, when you use the RSI, when you use the Bollinger Bands, um, when you use Trend. When you use uh, the VWAP, any of this stuff should be able to get you um, the, the, the tools that you need 
to actually uh, you know, trade effectively. But with that said, nothing beats buy and hold. Find yourself a good company to put your money into and just forget about it. Mine is Apple. Yours could be Google. Yours could be Amazon. Yours could be Palo Alto Networks, which isn't making money, but you believe in cybersecurity because you work in cybersecurity. Yours could be Walmart because you work at Walmart and you see all the Tesla drivers like me pulling up and getting into, you know, buying their groceries. Could be that. Could be Target. You could love Target enough. Um, Just find yourself a stock or or a group of stocks that you love, that you use, and and put your money in there. And remember the 40-40-20 rule. 40% of your, your portfolio should absolutely not be touched. And if you want to put it in VOO, or if you want to put it in the uh, sectors, the XLV, the XLK, if you want to do that, perfectly fine, perfectly happy. Absolutely go about and do that. Just make sure you don't pin your, uh, your portfolio on a company that will lose it all. FTX is a perfect example. Uh, I know there are a lot of people who probably had uh, all of their coins in FTX. All of that stuff. Well, unfortunately, you know, it's not regulated. That's not the way to actually make money. But buying and holding makes you money. So uh, just make sure you you have a good stock. With that, I'm out of here. Have a great day. I will talk to you in the morning. Take care.